Welcome back to the Full Stack Beauty Podcast. This is Sarah joined by the one and only Sabrina. Oh, I love that one. Thank you. Thank goodness you're here in LA again. I am stalking you, I think. I don't think it's stalking if it's reciprocal. Oh, okay, good. So we're back here again. What's new? What's new? Um, I just finished this show on Paramount Plus called Special Ops Lioness. And I'll mention it because I know we're all desperate for content right now. Um, but it stars Zoe Saldana Ooh. and Nicole Kidman, strong female actresses. And it's about um, a special division of the CIA where they train female operatives to befriend um, people close to um, uh, criminals. Yeah. And then they sort of embed them in these like very high stress situations. But it was good. And um, it's definitely something to watch if you're desperate for content right now. I love like CIA spy things. Oh my gosh. So Anything having to do with like covert ops. Yes. I'm there. I love it. Uh, what are you watching? Oh man. I feel like um, I'm going to do a mom plug here. Okay. So on Fridays, we, mm -hmm. this is in an effort, you know, to corral our family and have, we have like, we do family dinners, mm -hmm. but like, it's also shamefully also a way for me to avoid having a messy kitchen Friday night because mm -hmm. I can just like sleep with a clean kitchen but we take the kids out to dinners on Friday nights but instead we decided to take them to a movie oh and so we went to a kid movie and yeah. we watched the new Paw Patrol um I have to admit I did microdose on a little bit of an edible mm -hmm. beforehand mm -hmm. But Paw Patrol movie number two was amazing. Was amazing. Unbelievable. It was funny. And the best part of it was because, you know, the Paw Patrol has all these like different dog characters that yes. have different powers. And one of them is Sky, the female. Mm -hmm. And she was the true hero of the whole plot. She saved the day. And she was always the one that was too little. Aww. And um, and just the idea that they were really strategic about making the female Paw Patrol character, like the person that actually was the one that really saved all of them at the end. Yes. I think is just so impactful for kids and especially plots like this. And I thought I was just really proud of it. And it was funny. And the edible did not help, did not hurt. Did not hurt. Um, I love that. Um, okay. So let's dive into today's episode. Let's do it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about something close to our hearts, mentoring. Okay. Yeah, I like this one. I think as minority immigrant female founders, yeah. especially like us, it can be hard to find mentors. Do you agree? A hundred percent. I think, you know, obviously the challenge, everyone says, you know, when you look for a mentor, look for somebody that you want to emulate or somebody that you can kind of see yourself down the road, whether however long that timeline is. But the challenge for immigrant uh, female founders in, is that it's not really easy finding someone that looks like me or has had a similar experience. Yes. Um, and as a BIPOC B2B SaaS tech founder, <laughs> um, there aren't many other, other people that look like us that do this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess the way I approach mentorship, I think, is a little bit differently and than the good old, like, you know, find somebody that was a professor at my school or an old boss. I don't know if you know this, but before I started Clear For Me, I was a 
you know, I was on the floor. I was on the New York Stock Exchange options floor trader on Wall Street. So there's literally mm-hmm. zero of anyone that looks like me, let alone like any girls, <laughs> very, very little. So it was definitely a different approach that I had to take to find people that I could res- use as a resource and as a support. Yeah, I could see that. I did know that about you. And I think that's part of what makes you a badass. <laughs> what about you? How, how do you approach mentorship? Um, yeah, same. I mean, I, I haven't had mentors specifically in my industry of technology or beauty. Um, I definitely have had mentors that I've learned from along the way in terms of how they've handled situations. Um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, part of so many like groups and associations that promise mentoring and, but I think it's difficult because it's really a relationship and it's hard to develop that relationship without both sides uh, making a commitment and, you know, sort of having a verbal agreement. And so it hasn't really um, been that easy uh, making that mentor match. I feel like associations sometimes like treat mentorship like what we do with play dates with their kids. We're like, hey, here. Yes. Get kids, together and be friends. Start, start being yeah. friends and just start hanging out and be nice to each other and share your toys. And it's not that easy. No, it really isn't. Yeah. So let's dive a little deeper. How did you get a mentor? Like what situations were like a, was a good mentorship match for you? Yeah. Um, so it's been difficult for me also to have mentors because I pretty much worked for myself since I was in my early twenties. And so I didn't have that boss or, um, you know, the manager that I could uh, develop a relationship with. And, um, most of the people that I admired, like you said, like the person that is like, you know, the person I want to emulate are super busy building their businesses and being, you know, successful and awesome people. So, um, I, you know, have gained mentors in um, my nonprofit work or other areas where I work with people on projects and I can see sort of like how they deal with situations, their work ethic, you know, how they interpret things. And I think um, that's, I just kind of learn by um, observing. Mm-hmm. I, I like to call it uh, mentorship by stalking. <laughs> Mentorship stalking. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. We're gonna have to go deeper on this mm-hmm. one. I need you to tell me more. Is there one in particular of your, you know, prior stalking history that you could share with us about, <laughs> you know, how you got your mentor? Sure. Well, okay. I, I think this is kind of like a stalking scenario, um, and you know, I'd only met this person once, but I, I, I saw this news. Uh, article about a Malaysian uh, female uh, tech entrepreneur when I was living in New York and she was doing not something very similar to me, but kind of in the same realm. Her name was Shoba Perusathaman and she um, had a company called The News Market, which is like aggregating different digital clips from um, all these different news sources and I was, you know, trying to launch my business, my first technology business at the time, which was kind of like an internet library system. So there were some similarities. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, can you meet with me? And she was nice enough to invite me to her office. I, you know, she told me about how she started the business and how she saw a need and she just started doing it. And she had these like big deals with like Reuters and, you know, other big um, news outlets. And um, I remember telling her what I'm trying to do and saying that 
my biggest challenge is I need to find a salesperson because I'm I'm not a good salesperson and I don't think that the I don't even know how to start. I don't know what to do, how to get started. And I thought she was going to give me tips on, you know, how to find a good salesperson. Um, and instead she kind of looked at me and said, I don't see anything about you that would prohibit you from being a good salesperson. And I, and as the CEO, your job is to sell. You need to sell to your clients. You need to sell to your investors. You need to sell to your team. And for me, and oddly, it was very encouraging because it was somebody that admired that I perceived to look at me and say like, Hey, there's nothing about you that you know, m you know, makes it impossible for you to be a good salesperson. And I think it, it helped me because she saw me as a CEO when yeah. at that time I just thought of my, I thought of myself as someone with an idea. And so, um, that was really, um, encouraging for me. And, and I still remember her to this day and, um, you know, um, I, I appreciate it and it really helped me a lot. Yeah. So your stocking paid off. Yes. I may, I need to like write a whole like, you know, blog post about my mentorship by stocking strategies. I, I, I would be, I'm in, I'm going to be the first to sign up and uh, <laughs> I love it. No, on, it's, you know, it's funny you say that story because I had the same experience as a founder too, that not from the stocking side, yeah, mm -hmm. but from the idea that I needed to, like my first hire should be a salesperson or an early hire should be yes. a salesperson. And with any startups, you, you know, I had the same learning that was told, no, like you're the salesperson. And I was just like, wait, that, that can't be true. Yeah. Then you start to like, you kind of have that, you have to have that push of somebody saying that you need to be the salesperson. And then once you realize like you need to put that hat on, it, it's pretty empowering. But I had the same exact thing. I was like, that's going to be my first hire. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't get into this because I was a good salesperson. But the funny thing is, you know, now I, 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 I am the salesperson for my yeah. organization. I am the spokesperson. So, I mean, what she said was a hundred percent right. Yeah. And it's about the story, right? Like connecting mm -hmm. to your why and no one's going to connect to that more than the founder and the CEO of the company. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, what about you, Sabrina? Any mentors that stand out? Yes. Um, I, I mean, I think I relate to your, to your piece earlier about like having mentors. It wasn't like the easiest journey for me either. I, I haven't, you know, I haven't been blessed to be able to have all mentors that I've had all my life or all my, you know, working careers, but I, I feel like I think about it in terms of different phases or pockets of my life, whether I, wherever I was in the business, um, specifically with the startup, I remember it was really early stages. And one of my friends introduced me to her, to his cousin, her name was Nishina Nagji. And she was just in New York for a few weeks. Uh, she's working for like a, a family, like a family, a really wealthy individual that was managing kind of their own VC portfolio. So she was really entrenched in a lot of big name startups that was part of it. But I never grew up thinking like I was going to be an entrepreneur. So I had this idea about clear for me, but I never like in, in my mind, like I never saw myself that I was going to start a company. I always had these visions that I was going to run a company, but it was like going to be like Coca-Cola or like <laughs> another company. Right. So when I met Nishina and I was, you know, when Did I went to low, <laughs> I know I was like, it was always going to be a big company, but it wasn't, I never thought about it. Like I would start a company. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I, told her the idea about clear for me, she responded to me. Like it was a matter of fact, like mm -hmm. this company's yeah. happening. Here's the next steps. Here's your go to market. Like, here's how you have your first, like 
value, like your use case that you show and prove and start to get the revenue right away. And it, she just moved so quickly into like operating and running the business that it kind of was like, oh my God, this is, this is a real company. And it gave me that confidence of like, I actually, I'm the only one that can do this because I understand like what she's saying and why. So for me, like these types of, that's kind of been my experience with, with mentors is they've been these like, kind of like time boxed times of my life when mm -hmm. I needed somebody that can just give me the right advice or be with me for a few months to guide me through specific like hurdles. And then, you know, she moved, you know, she moved out of the country. So I couldn't connect with her more, uh, more regularly like I did when she was in New York. But that was one that really stood out because having somebody that to your point that can see few steps ahead of you or where you're willing to go is really instrumental. And that was really helpful for me. Um, that's interesting because both of the examples we gave was someone believing in us and treating Before our, we did. Yes, yeah. yes. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that's pretty powerful and, um, maybe something that we consider when we mentor. Yeah. Um, on that subject. So what does it mean to be a mentor? How, why did you choose to become a mentor? Well, I, I love it just because I think, um, and the, I guess to kind of backtrack before, like what, who I choose to mentor, I try to choose to mentor other founders that are in the space, not necessarily only in technology or beauty, but definitely if anyone comes to, if I get introduced to anyone, I'm always willing to assist. Um, but I like it. I think, um, you know, as a founder, like we're in the weeds with a lot of things. And then as moms, we're in the weeds of a lot of things. And as spouses, it's just life, life's crazy. So I feel that every time I get out of the weeds with someone else's problems yeah. and someone else's things, like I just feel happier because it's zoom, you zoom out, it's yeah. the zoom, you know, the overview effect. So I like it because it feels good. Um, I also think part of my upbringing and maybe it's part of my like Indian East African upbringing, like I, like my family was always a team. I had two mm -hmm. brothers. So like we did everything together. I played a lot of sports in high school and it was all team sports. So I'm just used to like always kind of cheering on for other people or doing things in the spirit of collaboration. That's awesome. And I like it because I feel like when I'm not, I kind of feel alone and isolated. And I think as an entrepreneur, like that's unfortunately a feeling I, you get a lot because you're always like thinking that the only person that has these problems is you. And so the idea that you can create these experiences to remind yourself that you're not alone, that you can mm -hmm. create community, you can like collaborate and you can help. Like, I think it's really, it's fun. And I, I that's why I do it. Cause I mean, I sound selfish, but it really is a selfish thing. It helps me feel better when yeah. I help other people. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. What about you? Like what, what does it mean to be a mentor for you? Why do you do it? Um, I think similar, I think because I, I didn't have mentors that were consistent in, in my career, um, I definitely see the, um, like I kind of want to provide that. It's like when you grow up a certain way and then you want to do it like the opposite way. Yeah. Um, but when I mentor someone, I like it to be very structured. Okay. Um, recently or not recently a year ago I was introduced to a female founder in the beauty space and she had an idea of what she wanted to do um but you know not exactly how to do it and I had only just met her and I said I can help you but I need you to commit to me meeting me once a month for a year mm -hmm. and um now it's been almost a year we started in January 
and we're working on a few projects together and it's been really great. And I think on your first date, you said, let's commit for a year. It might've been the second date. I love it. Yes. Um, you it's like, her- if you want to get serious with me, you better put a ring on that finger. Yeah, you made right her away. stalk you. <laughs> you made her, you brought the stalking, stalking out of her into yes. you. Yes. Well, okay. Cause like, I think that, you know, I mentioned before that I have learned a lot from people that I've observed. Yeah. I think like, I kind of have this idea of mentorship where like, you have to work on something together so that they can see um, how, you know, how you deal with the situation or how you interpret different things. It's very hard to mentor just by like telling. Yeah. You really need to like show and demonstrate. And so, you know, she comes to my office. She's exposed to my team. She's like, you know, I just kind of like open yeah. um, it up to her because I'm like, this is just what it's like, you know, maybe like I'm a few steps ahead of where, you know, you are. Um, so it's been great. And um, I think, well, also like how do I choose a mentee? I don't know if um, – I do think you kind of have to like the person. Like I kind of liked her vibe right away. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had people approach me very like aggressively and like demanding. And I'm like, well, I just like, I, like I said, this is a relationship. So you're going to naturally gravitate to someone that you like, you know, feel comfortable with. And also she's um, doing something um, that I'm interested in, in the accessibility space. So I feel yeah. like I'm learning from her in her area of expertise. Yeah, there's so, a personal element to this. Like it ha- it can't just be a business relationship, right? Like there's gotta be something that um, you you connect with. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. So you have to, it, you have to relate to the yes. or the idea. And I love, I really I really respect the way that you set it up. I love that you, you set up that structure because it helps you, but it also helps her. And it helps, like I'm sure you guys, the, what you've done with, this cadence, it, it probably propelled you guys to move much further along because you had that cadence. Yeah. And like, I just don't, I, I just don't like this idea of like not knowing, okay, so like, when am I going to see this person again? Or yeah. do I get, you know, do, do I see them? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, you're going to see me every month Yeah. Um, for like several hours at a time. So um, I think, I think for us, it, it works. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think there's, I guess what I'm learning is that there's mentorships in all forms, Sabrina. All shapes and sizes. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think that that makes sense. I think sometimes I always used to feel maybe guilty or less than because I didn't have this like five-year relationship, you know, with my yeah. old boss that I think other people have. Like you have this like set version of what a mentor mm-hmm. needs yeah. to be. And I didn't have that. And because I thought, oh, I came from this crazy industry of finance and uh, Wall Street, how am I going to find like, you know, a trader like type of mentor? And then starting into the beauty space, like I didn't come from beauty. So how am I going to get the beauty mentor right. until I'm in the space? But I think that's like what's exciting is to know from our stories that there this isn't it doesn't have there is no kind of black or white um, set preset notion about what this relationship has to be like. You can create it in different ways. You just have to be open and seeking it out. And I love that you're so active in going to events. Uh, you know, you're really good at wedding crashing and <laughs> for all the beauty events this this fall. And I think that that probably sets you up to meet people and be open to it. And I think yeah. that's probably the advice that we would give to other people. Um, great advice, Sabrina. Um, and for those looking to mentor, um, yeah, remember that it's a commitment. And I think for you to take it as seriously as your you know mentee is, is taking it, um, it's about nurturing and guiding and, and genuinely being invested in that person's growth. 
Yeah. A quick question on that. Do you, when you set up these monthly meetings with your mentee, do you set the agenda? Do you set it beforehand what you're going to talk about or what the deliverables will be for next month? Like, how do you, how do you make it work for you? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I had some ideas of what I thought that they needed to have at the end of our time together. Like they needed- At the, the end deck. of the 12 months? Yeah. They needed okay. talking points. They needed, you know, um, uh, some type of sales plan. Um, I think that looking back, I could have done a better job of communicating that like upfront because I think I gave her things like one by one. Okay. Um, it's a little bit like um, Karate Kid. Where wax on. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, moving forward, I, I would kind of say this is what I'm hoping to get out of like, you know, in the next 12 months. Yeah. Um, but definitely now there's an agenda and then there's like next steps and there's an expectation and, and she sends me like weekly updates of her progress. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's very intense. I love it. I want to meet this mentee. Yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, and with our, of course, our monthly quotes. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. My quote for this episode is um, by Charles Swindle, which is, life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we act, react to it. Oh, man, that's so good. Yes. So and it's so appropriate for this episode because it, I think it's interesting that we didn't have mentors and we struggled. And instead of saying, well, we did it on our own. And so, you know, no one needs it. I think we responded by saying like, yeah, we were able to, you know, succeed and in, 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 in find mentorship in different places. But we would like to, you know, mentor and give people um, that experience that maybe wasn't, um, available to us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I really do find it true in most areas of life of, you can see a, the same situation in many different ways. And it's just, it's in your favor to look at it in a way that's more, you know, constructive yeah. for you. Honestly, you've really inspired me. I'm going to uh, pick, I'm going to uh, ramp up my stocking uh, actions that I could take yes. to build more relationships, both on the mentor. stalking you. Yeah. And just being more open to yes. being stalked and be, you know, doing the stalking. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, my quote is, is I, and I don't, I feel bad, but I don't have the, the source of my quote or the author, but it was some, what I heard it. And I thought it made, um, it just made me think about this was people won't, re won't remember what you do when you die, mm -hmm. but they'll remember how you make them feel. Yes. And I love that, given that we're talking about this topic of mentorship, because today's society, we have so much pressure to like focus on all the things we're achieving, you know, even as young kids, like what ages are my kids reading or walking or, yeah. you know, all of those things. No one's going to remember that. It's all about the connection, the relationship. How mm -hmm. do you relate? And so the most meaningful part of what we do are our relationships. And that why, why can't that extend to, you know all of the other things we do outside of our families and our businesses. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how can we relate to others around us in the industry? I think that's also, okay, first of all, I think it might be Maya Angelou. Okay. It was often quoted by Oprah, but okay. Oprah. I was going to say yes, Oprah, but, it, but I, I knew she, it wasn't true. I think she's quoting Maya Angelou. Um, but I think it also extends to our products. When yeah. we think about our products, like I think, you know, it's not about just the utility of it, is it? How is how does it make the person feel when they're using it? Yes, and um, I think that's 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 a very important question. Yes, thank you. All right, guys, um, thanks so much for tuning in into the Full Stack Beauty podcast. 
please subscribe, share, and join us next time. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.